Hayatana Burner. And Des Bishop. Thanks for calling the Burner phone. If you leave a message after the tone, we may have to make it into a podcast. Welcome back to Burner Phone. I'm Hannah Burner. And I'm Des Bishop. And it's time for part two, Pet Peeves. It's Pet te- <laughs> It's hard to say. Pet Peeves part, part two. Pet two. Peeves. Part trois. Pet, pet Peeves the sequel. What's up, p- 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 Pet Peeve callers? I've, I've thought of a, I've thought of a, 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 a peeve related to me and you in the meantime. Oh God, what is it? No, it, it, it's, it, it's just all very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's only been... 15 minutes since we finished episode one. Mm-hmm. Just, just to give the listener uh, a behind the scenes. Uh, it hasn't been a full week. You know, you know, Babe, it's movie magic. You're not supposed to tell No, I, I, I know. But what I mean is that in the meantime, I've thought of a, a, a fresh <laughs> peeve to freshen up the beginning of, of, of our next episode. What is it? And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. But in a marriage where only one person has a driver's license, I have a peeve... Where the passenger is always just like scrolling on their phone and just like doing phone shit the entire time while I'm doing the driving and unable to look at my phone. Uh, Particularly when the phone stuff is taking away from any uh, interaction, any conversation, any sense of I'm going to do my bit from the passenger side to make this journey more interesting. I agree with you and I disagree. Okay. First, because let's all be honest, the fact that you want to be on your phone, sorry. Sorry. You're the driver. You can't be on your phone. Yeah, but but that which would be fine if you were covering your end on the driving side. But I do have to say, true, that's true. I think it's layers because you wish I drove sometimes. So you have that resentment that you're putting on to me on my phone that if I could drive, you wouldn't feel that way. But also I would argue, sometimes I run out of conversation topics in the car. I, I, I understand. I understand. Sometimes I'll be like, what's your favorite color? And you're like, what the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness. But uh, but anyway. You're like, I, ask me a question, start a conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well now I have pressure and now I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, you know, it's it's just a peeve. But so, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing with me that I don't think is universal, but I'm going to put it out there into the universe because I feel like it could be something people have thoughts about. I hate on a long journey where uh, the passenger falls asleep on me at a time where like I would be finding it hard to stay awake unless we have come to an arrangement Mm -hmm. where it's like you sleep for a bit and then I'll sleep for a bit and we'll swap out the driving. If sleeping, if you're afraid you're going to fall asleep, it is the passenger's job to keep you awake. But do you remember when I was trying to keep you awake by just like tapping you? No, you, babe, one time you tried to keep you like, ah! you like tried to startle me. It's like, hey, you do realize you're trying to keep me awake, but startling me is just as dangerous as falling asleep. You know, you literally did like a boo. You did like a boo. I was trying to wake you up. Like, What's the matter with you? It's like, I'm driving. You just turn off the highway immediately. Yeah. No, but you remember once I was like tapping you, but I was tapping you with like a rhythmic um calmness that me- said so yeah. this is how babies go to sleep yeah i was like this is li- what are you like a hypnotist <laughs> like the, the, this rhythmic touching is not helping okay. no but th- but uh, but i do want to point out th- i'm a that passenger I li- princess I, I i live by this uh 
in that recently I had a show in Saratoga Springs, but I had to be back uh, in the city after my, my show. So I was, we were leaving Saratoga at 11, 10 PM. My friend, uh, uh, PJ came with me and, uh, he, he, you know, we, we had a deal. So I said, listen, I'll pay for the golf if you drive home. But when you're driving home, because I have so much to do the next day, I'm going to fall asleep. And I normally feel bad about that, but that's why I'm paying for golf. Like, that's how much yeah. I live by the code of sleeping <laughs> is selfish. So, okay, this does create tension in our relationship because if I'm in any form of a moving vehicle, I'm falling asleep immediately. If it's a plane, if it's a car, if it's the subway, if it's a, tr- a train, I'm falling asleep it like lulls me to sleep immediately. And we went to Ireland once and we're driving like across the country and Des wants to show me all the beautiful sights of Ireland. And I kept falling asleep, but I kept falling asleep when it was raining and I'd wake up and it wouldn't be raining. And I'm like, Ireland has the best weather ever. Why are people saying it gets rainy? I know you kept sleeping through the rain. He's like, you fall asleep every time it fucking rains. Because that's Irish weather, right? That's a perfect example of Irish weather. It's like it's summer for a second, then it's winter for a second. And Hannah slept through all the winters. (laughs) Hannah slept through all the winters of Dublin to Cork City. And I was like, let's move here. This place is fucking amazing. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with people sleeping a lot of time. But I I struggle when the other person can't drive or... Or, or cover their end. Well, you know, with the, I want to apologize for being, you know. But I do want to say that I get my revenge. I'm sorry, I've cut across you there. I'm aware of that. We'll talk about it in couples therapy. <laughs> but uh, I do want to point out that I get my revenge in that after 9 p.m., I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> so on all our overnight flights, mm-hmm. I'm always out the entire time, and you're like, I only slept for two hours. See, at 9 p.m., that's when my day begins. That's when I become alive. That's when every like thought I've been trying to suppress throughout the day by napping comes out. I mean, I've slept on every red eye I've ever taken in my life. See, it's funny. Yeah, the late night when I feel like pressure to fall asleep, I don't sleep. But like a 1 p.m. flight that's like three hours. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be whole time. I'm deep, awake the whole deep time. sleep. Um, I love that you brought up driving because our first one has to do with your favorite topic besides chewing road rage. Oh, nice. My biggest pet peeve is while I'm driving and the car in front of me begins to slow down and then begins to turn a corner. And then after they've begun to turn that corner, then they turn on their indicator to say that they're, they're blinkered, to say they're turning. That makes me so angry because I don't know where we're going. I don't know why we're slowing down. And I'm expecting to be going the posted speed limit. And then we're just not. It is very frustrating and it is my biggest pet peeve and it brings out my perpetual road rage. <laughs> now, I do you know what that accent is? Irish. <laughs> that, that's an Irish accent. So beautiful. That's a that's a that's a like a like a like a like a, a, a nice gentle Irish accent. She sounds so calm talking about her road rage. Yeah, she so this is an exceptional message. I'm so happy that we got one from Ireland. Uh because I, that happens a lot, and there's more roundabouts in Ireland, right? So that could be that, 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 Hannah. Don't don't try to get involved in the actual driving. Okay, stuff, I don't okay? know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to relate, and I have no idea what she's talking about. Because <laughs> I'm asleep. I'm asleep in the passenger princess side. This is not a roundabout situation. Actually, okay. this is um, which is very common because 
when somebody's slowing down and they haven't indicated, which happens a lot on Dune Road, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, because people are pulling into driveways, they don't indicate they're slowing down. You don't know what's going on. She has, she honestly, it doesn't even need me to repeat because she said it perfectly. I don't need to mansplain her perfect message, <laughs> uh, but it's dangerous because. If somebody's not indicating, then you're not expecting them to slow down. And then suddenly they start turning. Then they're like, oh, it's time to indicate. Too late. Too late, asshole. <laughs> now, I, you know what? You don't need to indicate because you're already turning. All right? So I don't need to know what you're doing. So it is very dangerous. And in general... Uh, just, so you press the indicator, then you slow down to turn. You, 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 yes, because people need to, people need to expect I'm, I'm it. I'm trying to pass my no, driving but also, test. also... So you're not allowed in in America, obviously. You're not supposed to pass on the right. However, it's illegal to pass on the right when somebody is turning left, Mm -hmm. right? So if they're indicating, you can then prepare to pass on the right if it's safe to pass. The right and left is very confusing to me. But I do have to let everyone know. The right and left, you know, the right and left is universal. It's not just a driving situation. It's just how we uh, talk about sides. (laughs) Righty, tidy, lefty, loosey. Oh, but I do have to say, when I go to Ireland and they drive on the other side of the road, yes, when you're walking towards someone, in America, you go, okay, I'm going to go right. Where they do the same thing. They go left on their side and then you never know where to go. It's actually yeah. a problem when you're walking around Americans in Europe. Which I I, I, uh, I put that up on Instagram once because I wasn't sure, like, is it the same with walking? And mm-hmm. yeah, Irish people tend to pass on the, the, the same side as, the, as they're driving. Also, can I just, since we're on the topic of driving, this incredible message, there's <laughs> not as many roundabouts in the United States. And uh, American drivers often are clueless about roundabouts. Um, the car in the roundabout has the right of way. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is very important. But this is my thing. They have the right of way, yes. But... Could you do you, if? How do you know you have enough time to? It's just if there's someone in the roundabout, you just let them go. No, no. If you ha- because because you could be entering the roundabout and the person is on the far side of the roundabout. Yeah. You have plenty of time to get in. So if you have time, you go. But yeah. if you don't, you let the person go. Absolutely, you yield. Right. So the the person in the roundabout has the right of way, but a roundabout entry is not a stop sign; it's a yield. Mm-hmm. So you yield to the traffic with the right of way. Mm-hmm. So that's just something to keep in mind. <laughs> so confused right now. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Okay. It doesn't matter. But uh, this for this 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 person coming in, uh-huh. and and we should almost do like dumb driving as an episode. Oh yeah. And I'm not saying I'm the best. I driver, mean, road. We rage, all make mistakes. Road rage could be a whole thing. Road rage is an episode. I feel like driving. If you think of drivers like you think of the internet, how is anyone alive right now? Because all yeah, but the here's the reality crazy though, is on that the like, internet are drivers. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Road rage on the internet is a great comparison, right? Because, so say something happens, whether you're wrong or right, mm-hmm. say somebody has an overaggressive reaction to what's going on mm-hmm. on the road, mm-hmm. right? Like, they honk at you too early, like the light has just gone green. It's been like a millisecond, mm-hmm. and they're fucking honking at you. Now, of course, your initial reaction could be like, who the fuck do you think you are, motherfucker? Like, give me a second for my brain to fucking tell my right foot <laughs> to hit the accelerator, right? That... That's your initial reaction. But what you can do is just press the accelerator and move away and never think about that person for the rest of your life, which is the same with an antagonizing troll. Troll leaves come, and this is not just, by the way, for people that are well-known getting a lot of troll activity. This is for anybody on the internet. Anytime you put your opinion on the internet, you can get somebody who's being antagonistic, giving you an overly aggressive response. Your friend from high school who just joined a cult. Yeah, giving you an overly aggressive response. Now, you can 
never look at that comment again, and within 10 minutes, it will leave your uh, leave your awareness for life. Or you can comment back, and next thing, you're in a dumbass fucking internet altercation, which is going to take away your peace of mind for hours, possibly days. You never feel right? better after it. Or in a road rage incident, right? And trust me, I have not always been on the right side of this. <laughs> you can take the fucking bait, react, and yep. next thing you know, you got a fucking a 45 in your fucking face, and you're about to die because you live in the United States of America where there's too many guns. So <laughs> all I'm saying is... Mental health moment. It's not what happens to you in life. It's how you react how to you it. How you react to it. But road rage is tough, you know, because it, it's a high stress. When I'm driving, like now that I have my permit, I assume that everyone knows that I can't drive and everyone driving behind me is like this fucking idiot doesn't know what she's doing, <laughs> which is I mean, probably I, partially I, true. I've been close, man. I've had a few road rage incidents where like... You got out of the car? I, I have gotten out of the car. I just want to put that on the record that I have gotten out of the car more than once in my life. I have gotten out of the You're car. You're also a large man. No, but I feel I, I, I'm ratting myself out here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I was right, but I'm yeah. telling you that I have got out of the car. And like, you kind of realize like, this does not, isn't it amazing? Yeah. Like, like there are real things in this life yep. to care about, but like the, the, immediate sort of like fight or flight that comes up from a road rage this this innocuous i mean sometimes i get it because something frightening might have just happened someone might have cut you off like it might have been a situation that was actually dangerous Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. uh but needless to say uh i got out of the car once on a thing where it was just like the most insane situation the guy was just going crazy over nothing Mm -hmm. and i got out of the car but no matter how crazy this guy was being all i need to do is just drive away yeah. whereas i could have immortalized that situation by being violent like that's that's crazy but you know i actually got a life lesson from my dad once who like some something happened some guy looked like he was gonna turn he didn't turn my dad went around him and i was little i was sitting in the back and this guy speeds up to us at the next red light, lowers the window, gets my dad to lower the window, and starts cursing him out like I've never heard this kind of yelling before in my life. And my dad was you like, didn't "Listen, grow up in my house. I think my dad. I think my dad gave him the finger and just put, like, calmly gave him the finger and put the window up and continued driving. And I'm just sitting there. I must have been like seven. And he looks at me and he goes." That guy is having his own bad day and he's taking out on me. Wow. He goes, he's probably getting a divorce. He hates his job. He hates his life. And he's projecting it on me. At a young age, I remember thinking like, oh, that makes sense. That guy's like going through it. And you realize road rage, so many things are your own issues that then you like take it out in that moment. And if you take it personally from the other person, then next thing you know, you get into a real fight. Yeah, and, and it's hard, but it is. It's a good little life, life lesson. Life is, life is tough, and sometimes even though <laughs> you, you're challenged mm-hmm. in a situation where somebody, you know, sometimes it really is the other person is being completely irrational. Yeah. But it's still your responsibility to act rationally. Okay, let's see what's next. Hi, Hannah and Des. My biggest pet peeve is when couples go to a restaurant and sit on the same side of the booth. It drives me bonkers. I don't understand. There's all this extra space. Like, why are you crowding me? Why am I 
why are we touching elbows? Like, I just need my space while I'm eating. So seeing couples sit on the same side definitely gives me the ick. I mean, that's when you go, it's like the subway in here. <laughs> I, I Honestly, uh, I, I'm with this 75%. You've asked me multiple times, do you want to sit on the same side? And I'll tell you why. It's always in a situation where if we're both sitting on the same side, we can be looking out. Good people watching. Good people watching, yeah. See, I like to talk i like to make eye contact i also am very particular about my side i have a very ugly side of my face and a like stunning beautiful model side so if i i've actually made you get up to switch sides with me because i'm not going to enjoy it if i constantly am feeling like you're looking at the bad side of my face yeah so i'm first of all in a booth the only time i might say it is if sometimes you get in a a booth situation where the table is very wide Yes. So you feel quite far away. But the couples that squeeze in no, when it's just disgusting. single seaters, that's disgusting, that's disrespectful. Yeah, it's it's, it's not necessary. But also, I mean, you if know. you also have your bags too, because think about it, you got your bag on there also, like it's too tight. Yeah, in a booth, it's 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 very strange. Unless it's too far away, then I understand. I feel like you're running but, the bus. But, but I do, I like, and it's common, like in France and stuff, a lot of those tables are actually set up so you sit you're sitting I guess I love a conversation like I love just I love looking at the person however sometimes you know when the table's like a little too far yeah and you feel just like really far away from them that's what I'm talking about I you know what I love the most what (laughs) don't get too excited like if it's a square us on the two the corners corners now that's interesting that's a compromise because I feel like if you're a couple and you don't go for the corners what does that say about your relationship? You're in a fight. You know? And that's also a sign of how good am I friends with this guy? How good am I friends with this same-sex guy? You're a heterosexual guy, mm. and you're with your heterosexual friend. How good friends are we? Are we going for the corner? Are we going for the cross? That's Okay, cross means it's a first date. It's a formal. It's a business meeting. Um, it's a new friend. Corner means we're gossiping, we're listening to other tables, we're doing inside jokes, we're possibly not even talking, but we're just close to each other. That's intimacy. Yeah. Interesting first date. Are you a corner first dater or are you a crosser first dater? But you know interesting. What's, what's interesting too is we've done this whole podcast sitting side by side, not making eye contact with each other. But that's because we're both looking at a lens. <laughs> True. There's one thing we like more than looking at each other, and that's knowing that a lens is looking at us. This is very interesting, the corner or the crosser. That's very interesting I, because I think you know, you know, so say you're on a first date and like you see each other and you know that there's like, there's a connection straight away. You got to go, you got to try to get, you got to try to go corner. I know. I think he has to earn the corner. But, uh, first date, go across. First well, date. Well, hey, is he confident enough to, 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 to fucking ask for the corner? I would think it's a little too much. I'd be like, give me my space on the first day. Even if we're attracted to each other, let us flirt. Let us have that tension of like, we're far away. What are we going to connect? If first date, he's already touching the leg. Calm the fuck down, bro. Yeah, because I'm not, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a corner. Me and you are corner people. We go to Margarita Grill, we're corner but people. But our first date, babe, across. We were across, but that was, that, we didn't have a corner option there. We didn't. We would, didn't have a corner option there. Would we were you actually have in cor- the corner. Would you have cornered me? Can't say. Can't say. But I also want to point out that it was on our COVID. first date, I picked you up. So we'd already had a chance to connect. And we connected pretty well in the car. So we might have cornered. I think we, I think we had corner potential. I think if we had cornered, then, I mean, that's. I think it's too intimate when you don't, when you have We'll never know, will we? 
If you've never been inside me, don't. I mean, corner. it depends. It depends on the corner, though. It's true. It Obviously, does like on the corner. I mean, some tables, like some tables shop. ask. Some tables require a corner because you're going to be too. No, far. you're, you're going right. to be shouting at the each other. The corner is cute sometimes if it's a big table. If it's yeah. I'm, if I'm thinking like coffee shop corner, no, no, no. I don't want like your leg. On I don't my want. Leg. I want your knee touching my knee. Yes, we don't need a knee touch. You know, we're not. But then it's awkward when you're crossing, and then at the end of the meal, you've eaten so much, you feel fat. Yeah, and you want to stretch out your legs, and next thing. You're, you're knocking your leg off somebody when you're crossing. Whereas sometimes when you're cornering, if the other person doesn't have their legs out, you can you can put your legs all the way out. It's a very nice sensation. I do like with the cross that if I want to, I can easily touch an elbow, which Aiden, your brother, talked about. If a girl touches your elbow, it That's means it's sign. on. It means we're fucking. It's a sign. It's on. And for me to reach across the table to touch your elbow is like a little a try hard. You know, like if you yeah, could go so across corner- the bread. Well, cornering is good. If you're getting a vibe, cornering is good because you can get the vibe. If you keep touching each other and there's yeah. nothing awkward, yeah. then you know that shit is on. But if I have to go across the breadsticks to touch you, it's it's too much. Yeah. Cornering and crossing is a great topic. Yeah. Are you a cornerer or a crosser? <laughs> you love saying cornerer or crosser. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you something about our first date? I'm oh. a very sweaty person. And I mean, right now I'm barely wearing any clothes and I feel like a clam. And you've been actually, you've been very touchy this pod. Hannah, just focus. In a good way. Concentrate. But like I've noticed, okay, I'm sweaty and he's touching me and his hand is sticking to me. I hope he doesn't get the ick. I mean, this my, my, it doesn't matter if I get the ick. We're legally bound. My sweaty body feels. When you're legally bound, you're past icks. I am an embodiment of an icky, clammy, sweaty person. But anyway, so I wore. Through ickness and in death, that's going to be when Gen Z's. When Gen Z start getting married <laughs> through ickness, <laughs> through ickness and in death, you know, because he used to sickness yes, and death. That's really good. On our first date, I wore jeans because I I picked the outfit. I wasn't thinking about the weather. It was ninety five degrees. I'm in jeans, and I meet this guy. My back was so sweaty, I could feel the beads of sweat. And I remember when we were walking into the restaurant, you put your hand on the appropriate part of my back, and I just remember thinking, like, oh no, like because it was soaked my back. Do you remember this? No. I I, I, I don't recall any awareness of uh, your problems with sweating. You know? So it wasn't an issue. There was no... Moral if- of the story, men don't care. Yeah. I mean, it really depends. Just let them go watch football all no, week. You didn't loud chew. Everything was fine. I do think one of my favorite parts about you is that you can get so passionate, good or bad, about things. Like, I find it... Like, I will laugh at things... That like maybe other people won't find entertaining. I love how passionate and worked up you get. And this one I know you're about to freak out on. Okay. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I go to the grocery store and I go to the self-checkout line for the sole purpose of avoiding people and not making a scene. Yet the self-checkout register thinks it's appropriate to full volume announce every single item that I'm buying. And it is so embarrassing to me for some reason. I'll go ahead and I'll scan my peaches and it's like, place your peaches in the bag next to you. And now everyone in this little area knows exactly what I'm buying. And I just feel so embarrassed for some reason, like someone's going to be judging me for buying out of season fruits and vegetables. And then God forbid, at the end of me scanning everything, it says my total. And the register is like, you spent $45, place your card here. And it's like, now everybody knows I spent $45 on like three overpriced things. It's such a humiliating and unnecessary experience, and I hate it. 
That's a good pivot. Why did you think I was passionate about that? Not necessarily this in particular, but the concept of self-checkouts. You, oh, I'm a big fan of self-checkouts. You love a self-checkout, but you are picky about it. You want you want people to go fast. You don't want people messing around, like can't find the, the code, know where the, the code is or whatever it's called. I mean, if there's only, like in a CVS where there's only like one or two, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to express impatience, but it's largely for your entertainment. <laughs> He's saying when I do it, not other people. Because I'll be like, oh, I want to. It's there's something you get off on find getting that beep. You know, you're trying to get the beep, and sometimes it takes me a while to find how to get the beep on the QR code. Yeah, I I I I think I, I like first of all, can we let's not digress off of this, right? Because this this is very specific. Because yes. I'm actually not that aware of uh, loud uh, checkouts with the items. Are you? I'm more aware when it's like. You're just trying to check out and it's it makes the cashier come to you for like no reason. It triggered something. It's like when you're trying to do TSA pre and then you get a random ID check or something. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. That's you're like, the worst. Okay. Or when you're married to somebody when you have TSA pre and they don't have TSA pre. <laughs> but like the only thing I'm trying to do this like quick by myself and it's like you have to wait for a c- cashier and then you just stand there and the cashier does not want to help you. They don't give a fuck. I wouldn't give a fuck either. Eventually they come over. It's like you made a mistake. Like you're so dumb. You couldn't figure out this cashier situation. Yeah. Well, they, a lot of times it should be like, can I just delete that? Why do you have to come <laughs> over and fucking <laughs> fucking swipe your fucking go, card? I don't, okay, I don't need the apples. If the apples are going to be like this much of a hassle, I don't need this. these two like not even ripe apples. Uh, but um, this, this, this thing, it's like, I think super, it's a fair enough pet peeve because supermarkets should have the volume in check yeah. because there is a privacy issue, you yeah. know? It can't be like, depends, undergarments, you know, $14. Yeah, like what if I'm getting Plan B, tampons, all these things, I don't need All these it. things that are embarrassing, even though they shouldn't be, but yes. the way we are in this life, people get embarrassed uh, about, I have a you know, feeling about she sanitary. Live in New York. Yeah, I feel like because I feel like in New York they're not loud. Well, also in New York, no one gives. Or maybe a fuck. New Yorkers are so loud <laughs> that you so can't loud. hear the fucking. Geez, no, New Yorkers never shut up, so you never actually hear the the register. Yeah, this sounds like a peaceful like Walmart. You know. Yeah, when you're in a small town, though, it's like you don't want people in your business of what you're buying and what you're getting. And I get it. It's also a little like. I want it like I want it like a drug deal stuff I buy. I don't need everyone knowing what my choices are. Yeah, it's a great pet peeve. Uh, can I add mm-hmm. some checkout mm-hmm. pet peeves? Yes, I knew you would have some. Yeah, well, checkout pet peeves I have. <laughs> okay, and I have a routine about this. But for those that have not seen my comedy from twenty years ago, I haven't. Okay, my biggest pet peeve is like in a more like in a convenience store or something where there's not like a lot of checkouts or for example in fucking Lidl in West Hampton where even though there's like eight fucking aisles there's only ever one or two people working mm-hmm. my biggest pet peeve is huge line right and then suddenly it's like checkout number 2 is open and the person who was last yeah. on the fucking line yeah. last on the long line yep. is suddenly first yep. this isn't the bible okay yep. the first last and last first <laughs> is not the way we live this is a democracy i would never i would always be like hey this is open do you want to go in front of me i understand that somebody's going to get screwed there True. but i'm certainly not going to be like oh screw you suckers i happen to be on the end right when the other one opened True. It drives me crazy. Are you finicky with like the if it says ten items or less? If people actually have ten items? Oh, exp- Hannah, what? is that you or the dog? I don't know. I don't smell anything. Was it you? I don't know. I don't smell anything. Well, 
Because <laughs> we both could have farted and it could have been that smell. I actually have to poop. Honey, I've been holding farted, it in. Man. Yeah, it, it was like right in my mouth. <laughs> it was literally right in my mouth. Oh God, jeez, Louise! I like I, I get distracted the podcast. So while while Hannah's going to the bathroom, uh, I I'm shocked that Hannah has asked me about the express. I didn't even know the express lane was still a thing. But the thing that used to bug me about the express lane back in the day was, you know, so there was the rule about uh, 10 items or less, but like the same item was considered one item. But then some people would have like so many of the same items like six or seven times. So it's not really express, is it? Can we, can oh, we point out that you tried to blame the dog on your fart? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> you did try. No, to... you gave me an opening. You go, was that you or the dog? And I thought you were trying to say, if you want to get out of this, you can. Oh, okay. I also have to say, when I first started going to the grocery store, I didn't fully understand the like um, bag fruit situation. Like they don't really tell you what has to be bagged and what doesn't. And then sometimes I can't find the bags, and that's very confusing to me. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to have gone through various iterations of how you deal with the fruit. You know, like back in the day, it used to just literally be like you you weighed it at the thing, you know, and it, it used to, oh you weighed it there yeah like at the spot and then back in the day and then you'd tell them I, I I'm trying to remember the original I feel like the original before automation. I don't know. Was there like somebody standing there? Because I remember, I, like, I'm, when I was really young, I remember like literally like old school scales. You go but when I was really young. You just had to go to the tree and pick the apple off. When it. I was really young, you negotiated with the farmer. You know? I had a bag but, of uh, beans. But uh, but uh, but I remember I remember a time where you waited and like a ticket came out and then you put that ticket on the on the bag. Mm. We've all been there. You have an unexpected medical expense, like you get in a ski accident in Canada and you don't have insurance, or you get into a fender bender, but you don't have the money to pay for it immediately. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit check. That's more money to fill your tank, finally get your car repaired, or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. This alleviates so much stress. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been giving you so much anxiety. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. If you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to dave.com slash burning in hell, dave.com slash burning in hell, B-E-R-N-I-N-G in hell, and sign up for an extra cash account to get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't cook. I don't cook and I do deliver Almost every meal, especially when I'm on the road at a hotel, I'm finding the best cuisine near me. And by that, I mean tacos, pizza, um, maybe Indian if I'm feeling, you know, wild. But food is what brings me happiness. And that's why I am obsessed with DoorDash. I probably use it the most of all the apps. Um, Get back to school savings, though, you really want and get unlimited free DoorDash delivery with Dash Pass. Just $4.99 a month for students. It's so worth it. 
With $0 delivery fees, exclusive items, go off, order late night, early morning, anytime you need. And right now, there's over 25,000 members-only offers nationwide for you to take advantage of. It gives you access to your favorite restaurants, saving you grocery runs, convenience store trips, and they have your back even with gift shopping. DashPass for students gets you delivery in an hour or less so you can satisfy those spur-of-the-moment cravings or save even more with 5% DoorDash credits back on pickup orders. For a limited time, you'll get 50% off up to $10 on your next order of $15 more when you sign up for DashPass student plan and enter code BURN. That's 50% off to $10 on your next order of $15 more when you sign up for DashPass student plan when you enter the code BURN. Don't forget, that's code BURN for 50% off when you sign up for the DashPass student plan. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, let's go to another one. (laughs) Okay, this is literally so stupid, but I hate... When people are eating and they like bang their cutlery into the like for or into like the plate or bowl and it makes like a sound. <laughs> I literally just hate when people eat like normal. Um and I just want it to be completely silent when you're eating. I mean, obviously there's a little bit of a hangover from last week on this, but I have to say the the lack of um pressure control on your fork and knife <laughs> and on your spoon in the bowl. It is a big pet peeve of mine. I do have to say, if you scrape the knife oh, against scraped. the plate, I'm out. Check, I mean, please. If, if I do that, I apologize. I'm aware. Yes. <laughs> like, I've done it, and I'm aware. It's like a chalkboard situation. Yeah. But, but also, the, 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 the tapping, you know, peop- or, or, or how about this one? The teeth against the fork. Do you ever eat with No! Oh. I can't do that. I can't do that. Do you ever However, eat with somebody who's the teeth against the fork? Yeah, guy? like they scrape it yeah. through their teeth. Like, what are you bragging? Like, you have the world's strongest teeth? Unbelievable. I do have to say, or you know when, like, people hold forks like babies? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pe- people who, who never learned how to eat. <laughs> and they hold the fork. Like, like, imagine you meet your soulmate and they eat. Like they're holding a fork yeah, like a banana. So, so like they're holding the fork <laughs> like uh like like Coco Groff's forehand grip. <laughs> like all four all four <laughs> fingers just holding it. And they're like and they eat sideways. Yeah, they're yeah, like like they never like somebody forgot to tell them when they were six. By the way, this is how adults eat. Yeah, like their parents just missed a whole step. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have pressure control on your fork and knife. You can't be tapping. Also, you know when people hold a pen like this, but sometimes people put the pen through like weird fingers like this, like between their ring finger and their middle finger. I hate when people do that with their fork. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's that common though. Yeah, I'm not aware of it. I have to it's, say, it's like when someone holds their pen. You know, like those kids in class who hold their pen weird, and you're like, that kid's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's your peeve <laughs> you don't notice that the holding the pen technique i'm like okay you're fucking i didn't i have to say i i didn't pay attention to to pen holding technique finally we're learning about hannah's <laughs> it took us two episodes to learn about hannah's weird peeves i've been very honest you know i've put my i've been vulnerable also I've, i don't care if your handwriting is shit if you hold the pen weird it's weird yeah okay that's fine but this, that's a good pet peeve. But I do have to say, with this pet peeve too, you know the sounds like people put in a movie for like when you're in a restaurant and it's like you hear the the forks clinging and stuff yes. like that. I like that sound. Yeah, but it has to be like consistent. Or yeah, it has to be like like a distant. Do you know what people were really mad at me about when I lived at a tennis academy? 
my pressure of my footsteps. Apparently, I'm a heavy walker. Aiden's a heavy walker too. Yeah, I I don't want to. Aiden has a habit of like uh, wearing shoes that like when he walks, his his heel also kind of clicks off the ground as he's walking forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks when you put a certain shoe on that's so fucking noisy, and when you're walking, you're just like, I'm sorry, or you're squeaking, and you're just like, I'm sorry. But I'm a heavy walker. Like I would walk up the stairs, and they'd be like, Hannah's coming. So then I try to like walk light, but it's just it's in your DNA. DNA. I don't. I'm not like a. Yeah, I've never noticed you to be a heavy a gazelle. walker. I think it's because you like me. Omar's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of loud, I love a segue. My biggest pet peeve is when people bring their music and blare it so loud for everybody to hear. It's so entitled and it drives me mental. Like, buy an AirPod and listen to your own music. Don't force me to join your music listening party when I did not say I wanted to come. Maybe we have different tastes. Like, keep it to yourself, bro. Amen, sister. This is a whole phenomenon where people walk around playing music. Is it because of like back then people would hold like full beatboxes and walk uh, around and yeah, which was actually when you think City? about it, they called them ghetto blasters, right? Which now is clearly that's inappropriate, yeah. right? Like it's funny when you when you, it's like I well, it's like even, noise pollution. Yeah, but the thing was that you know that wasn't actually that common. You know, it was more like TV shows. Yeah, and but also like. It was pretty, you know, I don't, yeah, like that wasn't That would hurt your that shoulder. Calming. Guys yeah. can't do that but, all the time. But these days, because everyone has music, like I, I find it very weird the way I'll see kids walking around with like an actual, oh, that was a pretty loud sneeze for somebody who's <laughs> a pet peeve, a loud sneezer. No, there was no, no yell no, along no. with it. It was just pure sneeze. When you go, that's a loud sneeze. Anyway, uh, <laughs> people walking around with Bluetooth speakers now. And 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 you know banging out like loud. I I don't get or that. like the subway just on their phone. Well, that unacceptable. But like, what kind of either lack of self awareness do you have, or do you think that you're making it a more enjoyable ride because your taste in music is so good? No, but even people are like watching. Sometimes even on a plane too, they'll be like watching the show with the volume up. Oh yeah, when people are playing like, games on a, their phones, oh, like Bing, 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 a, Bing, Bing. Not a communal experience, bro. No, not at all. No. So I I'm, mean, well, this is a good pet peeve. People who play music in public places, it's so wild to me because I'm too insecure to play my music at a house party that wants music. I'm immediately like, everyone's going to judge me for this song. I also just want to play the same song 10 times in a row. That's how I listen to music. I like a song at that time. That's how I do it. I'm immediately just worried what everyone thinks of my taste in music. And they'll be like, she's going through something. I mean, I'm fine with like a cyclist doing it. Like some, some of the, you know, I've yeah. seen the city. Well, they're some, moving. They're moving. It's fast. It's like, you know, and like, even though it annoys me when like, you know, some kid comes in from New Jersey and he's cranking out music on his car, but still it's quick. You know, yeah. it's not it's not a real I issue. I do have a good memory when DMX passed away. That was not the good memory. It was very sad. But all of New York was blasting DMX that day. Yes. And it was very cool and very fun. Every now and then you're walking down New York City and a bop comes by. And I'm like, I respect that. Yeah. Well, the good thing about New York City is you don't get a lot of country music blasting out of the cars. Most of the time, the music's actually pretty good. Babe, some people like country I, music. I, I, sorry. I, I, can, I understand. I understand. Some people's pet peeves are people who go, I like all, all music except country. Which which is which is fair enough. Are you saying you like country? You want to come out? Are you coming out? <laughs> As what? <laughs> Did I tell you that? My mother came out it's liking country music like very late in her life. Oh, like she would want to listen to like, I got day? in the car. I got when I was I was uh, driving, right? And I'd be back from my I got in the car. A couple of times I came in, the country <gasps> was on. I was like, Ma, 
the, the country station was on when I, she's like, yeah, I like country music. <gasps> I was like, how have I lived my whole life not knowing? <laughs> she was hiding it from you. She must have been hiding it. It's like it. a dirty little secret. <laughs> I like country music songs. I wouldn't say I like country music. It's okay. I'm just kidding around anyway. I'm, I'm just kidding around. Um, but yeah, the, obviously the, the phone, you know, the, the loudness on the phone, even like loud talkers, you know? Um, one time we were out to eat, me and Killian was over from Ireland, and he was like, oh my God, Americans talk so loud on the phone mm-hmm. in public. And mm-hmm. that is definitely a difference. In New York City, if someone's on the phone, like you know everything about their life immediately. Yeah. Americans are actually loud on the phone. And I know I'm an American, but Ireland definitely caused me to be more respectful. Because I really noticed that in the Delta Lounge, I know it sounds <laughs> posh, but in the Delta Sky Club, there are some people that love to be on their fucking AirPods on the phone. Sounding and it's important. Like, yeah, bro. Slow I don't the need- stock. Yeah, yeah, or, or like some tech thing. Yeah. You know? Like you're not send, the only person. Send it to Harriet to, to work on that code. It's like I don't fucking need to know about your stupid. But I tech do have business. to say, boomers, when they're in their own house, love to yell on the phone. Like I have to tell my dad, you know that you don't have to yell for them to hear you, and they're in another state. You just have to talk into it, and it will go. Yeah. Like they think if they yell louder, the person will hear them better. My mother, my mother, you know, because like in the afternoon, my mother would always be on the phone and, uh, you know, like like walking around with the cord. So yeah. you'd have like, this is my mother would be pacing in the kitchen and then there would be the sound of her like manipulating the cord or like she'd always have to. And then you'd be like, need to go to the fridge and she'd have to like put the cord over us and we would like duck under to get to the fridge. But like, obviously you'd only hear one half of the conversation. So this is always the joke. My mother would be like, What? You're kidding! <laughs> it's like so loud. But our house was just loud. Anyway. What did he say? He didn't what? say. What? <laughs> what did he say? You don't say. What did he say? <laughs> he didn't say. Okay. Um, also, my dad's biggest pet peeve was growing up when we were eating dinner and the phone would ring and it would be a telemarketer. Like we'd be at... He like he'd have to pick it up. He'd be like, "If this is a fucking telemarketer, I swear to God." And he'd answer the phone. He'd be like, "Why don't you give me your number and I'll call you back when you're at dinner with your family?" And he'd hang up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd storm back. He'd be like, "Fucking telemarketer!" He calls during dinner. Actually, my dad never cursed, but he was very funny about telemarketers at dinner. Um, ooh, what's up next? Okay, so this pet peeve might be very specific. But I hate it when I am in some sort of public setting, like at a dinner, um, at a party, whatever, and someone references a video, like a viral video or something. And if I say, oh, no, I haven't seen that. And then they proceed to pull it up on their phone. And we're in a noisy place. And I have to sit there and act like I'm watching the video and then laugh if needed or give some sort of feedback. like just send it to me like a normal person and then I'll watch it later and we'll see if I have notes. <laughs> it's a good pet peeve. That is That's so the very funny. millennial slash Gen no, but Z it's pet peeve. So, it's like when even not millennial or Gen Z, if someone's like, have you seen this movie and you're, and you lie and you're like, yeah, don't then like test the person. Just let me lie and then go and tell your story. Cause if you say no, they go, Oh, you haven't seen it? How have you not seen that? And then you're in this awkward place where you feel like you made a mistake in life. I mean, what's the percentage hit rate of people saying you have to see this video and then them showing it to you together? Because like, it's just a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, 
and what is the percentage here? Right? 10, 15%? Like every now and then somebody will do it and I, it'll genuinely be hilarious and I'll have, I'm glad that I had to share it the moment with them. Yeah. But more often than that, it's like, yeah, yeah, that was good. No, it's, it's awkward. You're always going to be disappointed at the person's reaction because you, you're going to put it up like, this is the best video you've ever seen. And that person feels so much pressure to react that they're going to freeze. They're not going to know how to react and they're not going to know how to enjoy the video calmly because they feel you breathing down your fucking neck being like, yeah. do you like this video? Yo, and everyone's watching it. Even though you do get upset when you send me one and you can see me watching it across the couch. Because, you know, we, we, we can literally be like yeah. 10 feet from each other, but still communicating. Those will literally be like, what are you doing? And I'm like sending you TikToks. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so then I'll look at the video and I'll, like, I'll enjoy it, but you will definitely be disappointed with my reaction. If you often sometimes if you know, it's you like my videos, you don't always get my memes. But that's because I have like a really highbrow sense of humor when it comes to memes. But I agree with this peeve, though, with the, in terms of like, in, in, it's like a peeve it's not for the someone time. to show you a video it's in front of time. other people. Plus, it's like we're at a party. Like we don't need to be looking at videos right now. It's not video watching time for sure. And then you know? it's literally you're just watching the video for you to enjoy it, and that is just like there's something mental with that that it's never gonna work the right way. Although I have to say, recently. Uh, John Bishop was here, British comedian, and he was asking me about Dave Chappelle, and he was asking, like, why is it that people love Dave Chappelle so much? And I said, well, have you seen the Chappelle show sketches? And he was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, well, they are amazing. Like, but he was asking for it. Like, he no, was I know. asking about it. Yeah, I know. But the thing was that then he came home and he was like, let's watch some of these Chappelle sketches, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And he wasn't, like, loving them. <laughs> and I was like... I was like upset, you know, like, but I don't know why I felt responsible for Dave. Like, oh like God. I didn't make the Dave Chappelle show and I love the Dave Chappelle show, yeah. but I don't need John Bishop to love it. But I was feeling pressure, even though none of the scenario was mine. He brought up Dave Chappelle yep. and he asked to watch it. But still, somehow I felt like I was responsible for every sketch Dave Chappelle ever made. That's like when I watched The Wire without you and saw the scene where they say fuck for like 15 minutes. I thought it was the most amazing scene. Then when you came to watch it with me, I said, we have to watch this scene. And you're like, babe, I've seen this scene. But I was like, no, we have to watch this scene. It's so good. And by the time we watched it, it's like I already got too worked up about it. Yeah, plus, like, I'd already seen it. And you already saw it. But I was like, you need to enjoy the scene now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you get obsessed with controlling other people's reactions. And it's like any story that you go, this is going to be such a good story. The other person immediately, psych- like the psychology of it is like, it's not going to be the best story. And then you're like not rooting for it. But I do have to say that it, it, it has been good that you're enjoying The Wire. I mean, had you not enjoyed The Wire, would have been fine. But I'm glad. Actually, do you know what? It was more to do with The Wire and my love for The Wire was I was happy that The Wire held up, that you could watch it now, 20 mm-hmm. years after it came out, mm-hmm. and still enjoy it. Great point. Also, I would argue that when you want someone to watch something, I can't enjoy it because the whole time I'm watching it through your lens. Of course. So like when I'm watching The Wire, are you like that? No, well, only at the beginning, but once yeah. once you decided you liked it. Then you but also, relax. I do want to point out that you're the one that pushes us watching it together. Yeah. I keep telling you to drive on, but you're insistent on, on me so being weird. around. so weird. Some things I, I enjoy, but only when I'm watching with you. And I also want to say that I, I was not pressurizing you to watch The Wire at all. We were looking for something to watch, and I don't know how it came up, but you decided to give it a go. Okay, back to mouth stuff. Okay, my pet peeve is that People do not cover their mouths when they yawn. I don't know if you've ever looked in the mirror when you've yawned, but your face is contorted and it's not cute. 
and people are walking around on the streets and yawning and it's so gross it's so upsetting i don't know why this isn't taught to us as children that we need to cover our mouths when we yawn a sneeze cover a yawn cover a cough cover cover that shit up i like it why did i just yawn when she was saying that oh like, i thought you did that as a joke no the con- even saying yawn is so contagious interesting but I-, I do agree with her like you could catch a fly yeah i mean i i, I don't get upset with yawning but i guess if i'm near somebody and i yawn i get paranoid because i have so many fillings so i become aware of it's like i'm like are they looking at my fillings that's so funny. But uh, but I I mean, but this is a good peef because this is like, this is her shit, <laughs> which is cool because like yawning doesn't bother me. But it's interesting. Like you've that never it, gotten an ick from a girl because she yawned. No, but, but you know, I I never got it. I I never thought about icks until the whole ick thing happened. But was, yawning, no girls, no girls ever yawned around me because I'm so no, entertaining. No, yawning never gave me the ick. I remember in school, like in middle school, we would be in like a circle. And I also don't get it. Sorry, I, I'm sorry I cut across you, but while it's fresh in my mind, I don't get uh, offended when people yawn because I know it has nothing to do with boredom and all to do with their brains needing oxygen. I used to yawn when I was on the tennis court sometimes. Yeah, yawning, yawning and it, it, people get offended at yawning. That, that, that's annoying. But I do so remember, I didn't really care about my looks very much. But I remember I had a crush on this one guy and we were in like a circle at school, in middle school. And when I yawned, I made sure I covered my face because I didn't want him to see me like look weird when I yawned. You yawned demurely? Yeah. Like I, yeah. But I, I, I think that's a, that's a good peeve because that's very specific. And I'm sure there's other people listening being like, finally, somebody speaking the truth. And I'm down with that. But yawning doesn't bother me. I've yawned, yawned again. I've yawned three times. Hannah can't stop yawning since you we talked about yawning. No, because I'm actually testing it. There's a yawning concept of yawning is like letting something go. So then when you're covering your mouth, it's like a like you're keeping it in. Like you're keeping it. Like in. you're not letting it go. Yeah. Like you're like, blocking the flow. Yeah, you're, and that's what how you can get lung cancer. Hannah, like, don't even start with the misinformation. That that'll be a thing that'll happen now. <laughs> People will believe anything if you hold in your yawn. Yeah. So, did you know that? Oh, actually, do you know what? that's a good topic. Like, you know, old wives' tales. Like, do, w- w- when you were a kid, were you told that uh, you if you swallow gum, it'll stay in your stomach for seven years? Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Also, when you and I didn't swallow gum for most of my life. Also, until if you finally swallow I, a pit like a cherry pit, yeah, you poop it out like everything else. <laughs> you just poop it out. Well, that's like mom saying you're going to get pneumonia if you go out with your hair wet. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 I guarantee you right now that some people did not know the gum thing. Like that. That's one of those ones that really sticks. No pun intended. Cracking your knuckles gives you arthritis. Yeah. Bullshit. Well, I then people would tell me as a young girl who made a lot of silly faces, if you make too many silly faces, you stay like that. You stay like that. Like if you cross your eyes, but, it stays but, like but, that. But you, but after you're a child, that you go, you realize that's bullshit, right? But the chewing gum thing, I guarantee you, at least one of our listeners right now uh-huh. didn't know that the chewing gum thing is bullshit. Do you know? You poop Stan- it out like everything else. Do you know Santa's not real? Oh my god. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. Okay, what's this one? Hi Hannah. I wanted to let you know that I had to copy and paste a link to record this message and now I fear that I will be a victim of fraud. But I wanted to tell you that my biggest pet peeve 
is when someone tells you a story, a very boring story in a monotone voice, and you have to reply that you weren't listening because you forgot to listen. You started thinking about other things. And then you have to look like an asshole, even though it's their fault. They told a shitty story. They're not good storytellers. That's my biggest pet peeve. Thank you. Um, <laughs> See, so, I'm guilty of going, yes. And they go, I didn't ask a question. You're like, what? <laughs> uh, so who uh, messaged us from the ASMR society? Because <laughs> that was very ASMR. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Some people's audios are better, better than others. Her audio was good, almost too good. Yeah. She was close to the mic. Very good. <laughs> but th- I can't add to that. She has though. a good NPR voice. I, I can't add to that. That's a good, it's a good, it's a good pet peeve. Well, do you, if you lost, you weren't listening? I try to guess, man. You I try to throw down a guess response. I guess for sure. <laughs> I try to throw, I'm pretty good at my guesses though. I feel like I have a very good hit rate. What do you say? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then what happened? Wow. <laughs> and no. then what happened? That's crazy. I say that's crazy. I always go, that's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. And then, and then I'm just trying to like, trying to fucking hand because like sometimes you like, you don't realize, but you did listen, but you have to like, you have to go back into the part. You know, you have like this compartmentalized part of your brain that actually was listening, and then you go, oh yeah, I was actually listening to that while I was thinking about. You know what I was going to have for dinner. Or you get deep in the lie and you're like, I really hope I'm not giving like insane. I'm not taking the wrong side of this story. <laughs> you're like, that's fucked up. Well, especially at night. Sometimes I literally fall asleep. <laughs> I like, I like, I, I, it's not, it's not because their story's boring. It's just because I, I like after 9 p.m. I'm out, you know? It's- and then I'll be like, I'll try to guess, but eventually they'll, have you, ever, oh, have you ever, have you ever responded to it, to a dream when you, when you were like dozing off? And you say something related to what you were dreaming, and the person's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! I think I was just dreaming that." While they're talking to you? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is kind of separate. Sorry. Sorry, I envisioned you like getting into a dreamlike state. You're so, you're sleeping with your eyes open. No, I've, so have, has that ever happened? Because I'm such a yes. dozer late yeah, at night. Yeah, yeah. So, so you actually like say something related to like your sleep. Yeah. And then people are like, "Were you sleeping? <laughs> Do has, you own has, it? Has that happened? Yeah. Well, you have to own it because you're like." <laughs> Why were you talking to a wizard? You're like, yes, I need coffee. <laughs> no, it, Get out of my house. That's happened to me. I like birds. Yeah. Um, this or I, you know, it's always embarrassing is when you get a when you get like a jump scare. You know, a sleep jump yeah. scare when you're around somebody. <laughs> That's like in the airplane when you twitch while you're sleeping. Yeah, and you're next to a stranger. You're like, sorry, I was falling off a building. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I, I thought I was evil. This also, this, all, this, <laughs> this also reminds me when you're reading a book and you just like keep spacing out during the paragraph and you can't get past that one paragraph or when you keep having oh. to rewind a part of a movie yes because you, you but then you like, realize accept it because nothing it's act, over it's over but like you you keep spacing out at the same part and then once you actually watch it you go oh because that part was fucking boring and nothing yeah. important happened but you think you missed something that was important that's a good point the paragraph and the, the i mean that's my that's my whole life <laughs> reading the same paragraph for 10 weeks Just anytime i try to sleep if i'm trying to read at night it's like it's not gonna happen i'm trying to watch something at night it's not gonna happen do you think well so have you ever you fall asleep on the phone you ever fallen asleep on the phone no oh i have yeah i know i feel like you fell asleep on the phone all the time when we'd facetime yeah but it's it's not it's it was not i would screen not, grab it's it was so with, cute it's nothing to do with the person that i'm talking to no it's but you'd me. be fighting it it'd be so cute you'd be like Eventually, I have to be like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm actually, I'm literally a. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, this, this is a great performance. 
So I think we're good. I think we figured it out. It's a lot of pet peeves to talk about in a short space of time. I feel like even though pet peeves are annoying, I felt a sense of joy of like going through it all and realizing, you know, we all deal with the same bullshit. Yeah. And there was some great, you know, because there were some peeves that inspired me <laughs> and there were some peeves that I found curious because they're not yes. my peeves. We've gained some new peeves. We've lost peeves. And together, <laughs> we had a good peeve. I mean, I, 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 it's been nice to peeves drop. <laughs> I'd like to peeve with you another time. Yes. This, the, 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 it's, been, it's been a fun, I, I can't think of any more peeves. It's peeve not Adam pun. and Eve. It's Adam and peeve. All right, Donna Summers. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody watch the Donna Summer documentary. <laughs> um, guys, we love you so much. Go to hannahburn.com slash shows. The pot is over. <laughs> we love you. Thank Thanks you. for calling, cat callers. <laughs>